Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What time is it? It's crowded time! <laughs> Excuse me. Couldn't get to the cough button there in time. <laughs> didn't notice. Uh, did you just put on your Cubs World Series ring? <laughs> it feels good. And I know how much you hate the fact that I got a ring. Yeah, the Hall of Famer, one of the greatest middle linebackers in Bears history indeed down here with Mike Singletary. Did you see Die Hard? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I did too. That was awesome. Thanks for taking the time. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Samurai. Down to Mark Grody. Hey, Cordero, can I get a couple minutes with you here, uh, man? man? I ain't even talking today, man. I'm sorry. Okay. So it's been kind of a devastating day for me with, with uh, Bubba and then the bird. So... Bubby. 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 And when the Patriots took a 3 no. to nothing lead. When I thought, they took no, a... no, 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 Les. The Bears were America's team. What are you talking about? The, no, they weren't. The no, they weren't. Yeah, everybody sure they were. hit, yeah, they were. Everybody. You weren't down there. I was. Mark Grody. Oh, here I am. Unmuted. There it is. Oh, hi, Mark. Mark Grody on 670 The Score. I'm here. At exactly 6 o'clock in the great, big, beautiful city of Chicago. Hope you're all doing well. I get to be with you until 9 o'clock tonight here on The Score, 312-644-6767. You best text right now. I'm not going to take any calls right away because we just have a short window here in our first segment because coming up a little bit earlier than we typically do guests or kind of mess with the clock, we are going to talk to the Philadelphia Eagles sideline reporter in Philly, the great, the one and only Howard Eskin will be joining us at 6.15. And I honestly, like, I just like having Howard on. It's perfect because the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. But Howard Eskin, he is, he's been in Philly for a long time, at WIP Radio a long time. He is to Philly, sort of what Grobber was to Chicago. Kind of a character, kind of an interesting dude. And so we're going to have him on at uh, 610. And let me tell you, Howard Eskin has been no easy get. It's hard. Look, it's hard to book people on a Friday night. That's why I like to limit the guests on uh, on a Friday night and keep it to you know things that happen 7:30 and earlier so people can go out cuz we'll have Josh Schrock on from NBC Sports Chicago at 7:20 to talk about the Bears and then that'll be it there will be no more guests on this show but <laughs> Kenny Howard Eskin has been tricky tricky I think it was Gabe Ramirez and I that were trying to get him on last week or this a few days ago and Tyler Buterbaugh had a feeler out to him I did and really weren't hearing anything. And then finally, well, finally, I actually, I got involved. I decided I needed to get involved. And so, and I've met Howard before, and he doesn't really, I don't think he knows me necessarily. But, you know, he, like I said, he's kind of a character. So I always look out for him when Philly plays the Bears, as did occur this year. But so I wrote a text to, to Howard Eskin saying, Hi, Howard. This is Mark Grody, sideline reporter with the Chicago Bears. I'm wondering if you would have any time to come on my show on Friday night. I'm on between 6 and 9 p.m. Central. That's 7 to 10 Eastern. Uh, WSCR, Odyssey. (laughs) The return text I get from him. Uh, was about three hours later was just simply this from Howard, our guest at 615. Get back to me Thursday. 
That's it. That's all he wrote. Get back to me Thursday. So I did do that, circle back to him, and then finally said, what time? And and, and I know, that Tyler, I think you text with him as well, and he tried to push he, it back to Monday. Yeah, no, he. so I forgot <laughs> to tell you, I texted him yesterday because I texted him Monday to yeah. have him come on with you and uh, Gabe on Monday. And he texts right. me right. yesterday and goes, oh. I know I'm late, but let me know. <laughs> Oh, wonderful. All right, so we'll get to talk. We'll see where Howard's mind is coming up at 6.15. We'll dig into the Eagles. We'll dig into what he's what he's doing and his fur coats on the sidelines and all that good stuff. So Howard Eskin of our sister station in Philadelphia, one of the great sports radio stations, this side of the score in, in, uh, in the country in WIP. So I'm looking forward to talking to him as well. And the Schrocker, the Schrocker, Josh Schrock from NBC Sports Chicago coming up at 720 as well. My God, am I glad I wasn't at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama because it sounded just awful, just awful. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's just seniors. Ugh. Oh, the top prospects are nowhere near that field for the most part. I mean, there's some names. There's some names there. But really, like all reports, like, and if I, if I was sent to Mobile, Alabama to, to cover this, I would have covered it, and I would have covered it well. But I wasn't, and I'm glad we didn't put the resources into it because it was just I think because we're in this place as Bears media and Bears fans this place that when there is an event and because the Bears have the gold at the top of the draft it has to be very Bears centric and there has to be something to connect to the Bears and there really wasn't isn't you know like I said I mean couple of guys the the Northwestern guard Peter Skaronski the that he's in that's an interesting prospect even though we don't we barely talk about the bears and drafting an offensive lineman with the golden pick and that that is sort of out that is out of style right now to consider that as a possibility but it just like i listened to people who were talking about the senior bowl i read about the senior bowl like my fellow colleagues who all did a great the ones that were there did a fantastic job of covering it, but it's just not interesting. It really isn't, like in terms of w- what the Bears are dealing with and thinking about right now. It was a sharp turn away from Jalen Carter and Will Anderson and ooh Bryce Young and Will Levis and C.J. Stroud and and all of those guys. And it's like, okay, this nondescript senior, this guy is there. Oh, this dude, like it just is not eventful hearing about and. and it really never is, but my ears are perked at, for everything Bears-wise. And I know it's the same thing with, with you guys listening. Right now, we're all just out here surmising, you know? We're all just trying to figure it out. And so when there is an event where you feel like you might be able to actually connect some dots, you really can't. And, yeah, it's cool that Luke Getzey is there. I mean, that that's a, that's a side from you know the the lack of skill the lack of you know big time talent that is there that's cool i mean it's all right so he's close up with some of these guys who might be depth pieces on the bears someday you know he's getting it's good for his career R- really it's just good for luke getzy i don't know if that necessarily it's good for the bears that he's there but good for luke getzy and his networking and him being a young and up and coming head coach and, and obviously it's cool that he's with the Bears, but he, man, that guy's got a lot, a long way to go. I'm actually glad that Luke Getzey didn't get any uh, job interviews in this offseason just because, like, I just thought it was so insane that when the Bears started having good games right around the, the end of October, close to closing in on Halloween is when things started to get. The New England game was October 24th, so that's where I always put that line of demarcation for the Bears this year. One thing, two separate seasons. You know, the San Fran, Green Bay, Houston, Giants, Minnesota, and Washington games, and then the rest, because that's when the revelation occurred that you did have a quarterback who could do spectacular things, but it was just with his legs. And then the, the, the I don't know if there was many stories about it. There were some... But just people throwing it out there. It's like that fashionable thing to do in the NFL where if an offense is humming, okay, that guy must be a head coach. He must be a head coach. And that's what we did with Luke Getzey. Oh, man, look at that. New England. Oh, he's great at New England. Wow, Dallas game. The Miami game. The Miami game. And so 
Lugetsi. This guy's got to be a head coach. And I was like, wow, slow it down. Slow it down, man. He, he was checking boxes. He wasn't earning gigs. So, yeah, that that's the good thing, though, that I guess for him he got to network a little bit and be around some prospects. And I, I understand that, yeah, there's going to be players there that, who knows, may pop up on the Bears at some point in time and may make an impact in the NFL for sure. But I just didn't hear anything interesting about the senior ball. I really, I really didn't. Um, as for the Bears themselves, as we do play this game of of what are they going to do, I, I think that I'd like to play the game of the Bears should dot, 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 fill in the blank. And we'll play that a little bit later. The Bears should dot, dot, dot. And that leaves you a wonderful canvas to talk about what you think the Bears should do. You know what I would like the Chicago Bears to do? I actually would like the Bears to surprise me. Show me some sort of creativity. And I, I guess that in almost by sports definition, it is creative when you trade. I'm not necessarily just talking about that. Who can you – because we all know. I mean, I, I started to go through – the big names that exist, like that list of guys, the Jalen Carter, the Will Andersons, Bryce Young, all the quarterbacks that are out there, Will Levis, C.J. Stroud, you know the names. There's got to be a whole lot more to this draft. So uh, while everybody has been very creative, I think that we've all come up with different scenarios that we like to throw past each other, you know, moving down for this guy, dealing with that team, whatever the case, signing this guy in free agency. But I want to see where the Bears' creativity lands. And can they, can can Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus and Luke Getze, can they think outside of the box in this draft? Or are they just following it like the rest of us? And I do understand that there are some things that you don't have to overthink when you have the number one overall pick. And to some degree, you can just sit there in your chair and put the crown on and wait for people to come to you and kiss the ring before any sort of deal is made. But I just I think it will be very interesting to see who they have zeroed in on and can the Bears surprise me. So we'll play – what was the name of that game again? Oh, yeah, the Bears should. I just came up with this game <laughs> 30 seconds ago. The Bears should, dot, dot, dot. We will do that. A little bit later on the show, I got a lot to talk about with the the, the Bulls, the most maddening team in a long time in Chicago. Just because you see all star players every night on the Bulls, and they are wildly inconsistent. They did win last night, and it was a good win. We'll talk about the Bulls some tonight. One fourteen to ninety eight, that win over the Hornets last night. Um, it is God. I love that. I love that we've made up a Michael Jordan day today. I think that that is that's great. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, it's made my day. I mean, you you text me today, Buterbaugh. You told me I'm like, oh really? Oh, I'm in for that because the date today. If you don't know, if you're like, well, okay, what are you talking about, Grody? It, it today is two three twenty three. That's the date. So you got twenty threes all over the place. And there is no greater 23 in this world than Michael Jordan. So we have a made-up reason to talk about Michael Jordan. Oh, I'll bite. I'll bite. I'll bite on that a little bit later on. So always love an excuse to talk about Michael Jordan. So we'll do that a little bit later on. I'm very fascinated by the Tony Romo stuff and the critiques that he is getting and the intervention. It's kind of hilarious and almost childish. So we'll talk about that as well. So much to get to here tonight. I'm glad that I get to be with you until 9 o'clock tonight on The Score. And coming up next, he's my counterpart in Philadelphia as the sideline reporter of the Eagles. He is Howard Eskind. He will be on next. I'm Mark Grody. This is Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we're back live with more mark Brody on 670 the score in odyssey station all right get to some of your text messages and calls a little bit later on at 312-644-6767, including, I will address this one, Mark, love your work with the Bears, but I think you are selling the Senior Bowl short. I will I will definitely get into that. And then from the 708, more maddening than the Sox have been. They were some people's favorite to go to the World Series. That That's a, that's a great comp. The Bulls and the White Sox are in this weird standstill with pound-for-pound talent that is very good on both teams, but neither has been able to do anything with it. So we'll get into those things a little bit later on. But let's talk football, and let's talk about Super Bowl 57 to be held February 12th right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score, Philadelphia and Kansas City. And one guy that has been covering the Eagles up close for a long time is at our sister station in Philadelphia, WIP Radio. And one of the many things that he does for that radio station, he is the sideline reporter for the Philadelphia Eagles on their broadcast, just like I had been for the previous five years. So it's great to catch up uh, with this guy right here. He is the one and only Howard Eskin. Howard, how are you doing today, sir? I've never had a bad day in my life, but can I kind of – update you and correct you on a few things please number one in philadelphia because of the way the city sports is we are the brother station because we're above you guys so that's because we actually we actually have some good teams in philadelphia oh okay all right all right fair enough Uh, enough. do the the bears still have is there still a nfl football team in chicago chicago is there still one out there? I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to find one. Yeah, they were the ones. They were the ones that lost ten in a row. Yeah, Howard, they were that. That division was that three, team. right? They lost ten in a row. Division three football. <laughs> okay. Well, they did. Well, they and did they, play the Eagles. So, yeah. And the White Sox had a manager that should have stayed retired because he, you know, he's like invisible. He's like clueless anymore. Tony Larusa, who obviously had to resign. So you guys are in bad, bad shape. So other than yeah. that. I mean, everything's just, you know, you got, you got Lake Michigan. Great. Knock yourself out. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, things are good. You did, you guys did have the, the Phillies go to the World Series and now you guys are back in the Super Bowl. What, what has it been? Like, do, do, do Philadelphia fans appreciate it when they get to the pinnacle or do they expect, do they feel entitled to be at the pinnacle? Nah, because you never expect. I mean, nobody expected because there's so many people, including our talk show hosts, that ripped the head coach, ripped the defensive coordinator, ripped the offensive coordinator. They couldn't get enough of ripping them because, you know, they wanted them all fired at one point. So this year, the quarterback had to take a step forward. And I didn't know that he would. He's taken more than one step forward. So you didn't know, but you started to feel it. Uh, along the way, you started to feel 
that they were a good football team. Kind of similar but different than the 2017 Super Bowl uh, championship team where you knew the way they were winning. They were just beating up on teams and then kind of fell apart when Carson Wentz got hurt. What happened to him? And Nick Foles stepped in. Uh, But this team kind of grew on people, and then they realized – they realized that they were really good. So there, were there expectations for the Phillies? No, because they were basically a 500 team most of the year. They were lucky that the St. Louis manager is a complete dope and gave them that first playoff game. And without that, they wouldn't have. And then give them credit, they moved on to go to the World Series. Mm-hmm. But the Eagles got better and better. Nick Sirianni is one of the better coaches in the NFL. I know he's only a head coach for two years, but just his creativity, his energy, the way the players respond to them, it's just uh, it's hard to get all those things in one coach. Now, he's still got to win, but he won. You know, he's in the Super Bowl in his second year as a head coach, so that's pretty darn good. Do the Bears have a head coach? Did they hire somebody yet? I mean, I don't even know what they're doing. It's a gentleman by the name of Matt Eberflus. I'm going to send you all – I'm going to send you a sheet, a fact sheet on the Bears right after I get off the air tonight, Howard. You know what? That'll be reading in the bathroom. Why are you trying to troll us so hard, man? Come on. Because you're from Chicago. What yeah. can I tell you? Are you a lifelong Philadelphian? Like, have you lived yeah. in Philly your whole life? Well, I worked in New York for a while, beginning of my career, Washington, D.C., and then New York. But I'm a born and raised Philadelphia guy. Lucky that I've worked radio and television here. And lucky that it's my home. So I kind of know the history and have grown up with it. But, yeah, I mean, Chicago's a nice place to visit, uh, and I understand that. And there's a lot – and I got kids in L.A., I got kids in New York. Okay. So, you know, I got them all over the place, you know, from East Coast to West Coast. You are connected, my friend. Yeah, well, Chicago's a really nice nice place. Uh, It is. And I get it. Uh, But the team's – Man, what happened? Well, what I'll tell happened? you. I'll tell you what, Howard. I, I we the Bears are looking to, or I should say, more Bears fans and Bears media. Everyone is looking to that quarterback that plays for the Eagles, Jalen Hurts, for inspiration. Because as you just said, Hurts had to take a step, the, the big step yeah, forward, forward this year. And guess who yeah. has to do the same thing? That's Justin Fields. So how did they get there with Jalen Hurts where he put he took the athleticism and turned it into a, a fully skilled, well-rounded quarterback who is in yeah. the conversation for MVP? In the in the end, and he won't because he got hurt. He probably, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is going to be the MVP, which is I'm happy about that because an MVP has not won a Super Bowl since 99. They're 0, and 0 for their last seven, the MVP in Super Bowl. So I'm good with all that. But Jalen Hurts has really taken steps forward. But he's become a quarterback as well as an athletic player. People think he just runs. No, he doesn't run. He's become a much better quarterback, which obviously, in the case of Justin Fields, you've got to become a quarterback. You can't just become a runner. Then you become Lamar, Lamar Jackson, who's a, who's, who just will never, ever, ever um, succeed to the level that people thought that he could succeed. So, uh, but Justin Fields has got to become more of a quarterback. I know he's got a great arm, and I, I, I get all those things. But you can't just run. You got to be able to throw the football. That's the way you win. You win games. You, you buy time. You get out of trouble running. But you got to be able to throw the football. So, and that's what Jalen Hurts has done. Hey, hey well, and you got to. It's you know, it starts with the quarterback, but the Eagles' offensive line is no mm. worse than the third best in the NFL. Mm-hmm. They're wide receivers, great bunch of wide receivers. Uh, and also, when you look at Dallas Goddard, the tight end, he's no worse than the third best tight end in football. You know, I'd go, I would go Kelsey, I would go Kittle, and then I would go Dallas Goddard. And their defense led the league uh, in sacks, and it's the third most all-time in the NFL. So you've got to mix them both. Unfortunately, the Eagles, I would think they're going to lose at least one of their coordinators. I hope they don't lose both, but there's two, two jobs still open. And the only reason I can think that they're open is they're waiting for these teams uh, to get out of the Super Bowl. So 
Uh, I hope they don't lose. And Jonathan Gannon is a terrific defensive coordinator. Uh, Shane Steichen has done a terrific job as the offensive coordinator. And they both have had interviews for jobs. But it really does. It takes, you know, it takes a village. It doesn't take, but it starts with the quarterback. The quarterback's got to be good enough. And that's what the Eagles have now. They have a quarterback that is absolutely good enough. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty fun if you're a fan base and you could say, yep, we've got the guy, we have a quarterback that we could comfortably say we can build around that guy every single year. The Philadelphia yeah. Eagles are about as stacked as any team roster-wise, but as we all know, Howard, it doesn't last forever. As a matter of fact, nope. it goes quickly. How, how, how big is the window for the Eagles right now because of that? I think, well... Because they have the quarterback, the window is extended. But the problem is they have a lot of free agents. Even though the cap will rise, you can't sign everybody, and that's the problem. Teams that win the Super Bowl, and this is fact, lose anywhere from 17 to 20 players from that team. Now, they're not all top-flight players, but teams change because players get more money. I mean – defensively they have free agents offensively they have free agents it's really it's really incredible uh that they have that many but you take the shot when you can take the shot and the eagles knew that and i don't know who they're going to be able to sign and not sign but they can't sign everybody uh so the window will be there beyond this year because they have the quarterback but and they they got both wide receivers will be here. Their offensive line could change next year if Jason Kelsey, who might be, if not the best center, uh, the second best, might be the best center in football. Really, really a smart guy and very athletic. And he, every year you think he's going to retire. I don't know if he wins the Super Bowl, does he retire? He's going to have, his wife's going to have their third child uh, right around the Super Bowl. So, mm-hmm. You know, does he want to stay home with his young kids? I, 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 and he'll do other things, but you lose him, you lose a lot. Lane Johnson's probably got maybe two or three years left at the right tackle spot. So when, when you lose two important players over the next few years, the window will always be there uh, because they know what they're doing. Uh, I don't know that all the teams know what they're doing. They know what they're doing, uh, and it will be there uh, in their division. The Cowboys will always suck with Jerry Jones and Dak Prescott. <laughs> You're uh, right. the, the New York Giants, there's a reason there's an NY on their helmet because it stands for next year, every year. <laughs> uh, so, so they can't do anything because their quarterback's not good enough. And the Washington Redskins are the Washington Redskins. So the division is okay. It's just the NFL has got to be better. The conference has got to be better than it was this year. See, so you don't know. I mean, it, it, but there's a window there. It's not, it, it's yeah. not closed there. It's not like the Rams where it closed almost immediately. Yeah, it's well, and, and I mean, and you, you mentioned, I mean, the, the Eagles, the, love them or hate them, Chicago, the Eagles organization does know what they are doing over about the last 20 years or so. And re- I mean, they were, Howard, the Eagles were 4-11-1 two years ago, right? They fired the head coach that won yep. the Super Bowl. I mean, it, it, they, they went through some painful moves to get right back to where they are. Yeah, and, and they've done a good job with bringing in players. Sometimes you bring in a player, you know, you're, it, it's only going to be there one year. But it, it really is. They have a good coach. Uh, everybody's all caught up in Brian Dable, who I think is – I believe he is a good coach – their offensive coordinator's done a great job. Mike Kafka is a really good offensive coordinator. And at some point, he's going to get a head coaching job. Uh, but the Eagles are lucky that Jerry Jones is such a dope that he's keeping another dope, Mike McCarthy, as his head coach, who can't win squat. Uh, so, you know, so you know, when you have a couple of dopes working together, it, it, it certainly will help the Eagles. You're really leaning into the dope here, aren't you? <laughs> well, there's a lot of them out there in sports. Just remember yeah. that. Yeah, no, there there are, and Jerry Jones doesn't even care. Like, like he he just he is so oh, he cares. Imp- uh, care. No, I mean he doesn't care about you criticizing him or me oh, no, criticizing no, him. No, no. He's impervious to that stuff, or else he would have gotten out of this a long time ago. 
Yeah, he likes the ego. He likes to be on TV and radio every week, and that's yes, what he, he is. does. Wouldn't it be yeah, awesome he, though? Wouldn't you love? Maybe you guys do. I mean, is Jeffrey Luria on? Uh, does he do radio and TV out in? Uh, or, no, or, he or even Howie very, Roseman? Oh, very no. They don't have to do that. They don't need their ego. Doesn't have to be satisfied like that. Okay. So uh, now it, it's. I, I don't need Jerry Jones. I mean, it's good because he always says something stupid. Right, so, it's good radio, know, man. Yeah, it's great radio. It's not good radio. It's uh, great radio. Yeah. You know, it's great radio. And then when he gets annoyed, we, we, we've saved the uh, the sound bite, which we use as a drop, everyone. I don't have time to jack with you right now. <laughs> uh, okay, good. I don't have time to watch your team either. <laughs> Oh, man. How, how fun was the – I actually flipped you guys on the other day after the the, the final score came in, and you got you were down on the field, man, after the, the victory to yep. get into the Super Bowl. How, how I mean, I love that stuff, man. Like, I, I only experienced it, you know, in terms of, uh, like, winning a division and being on the field and having everybody happy and wanting to be around your microphone and all that kind of stuff. So how was how was the party on the field, Howard? Well, you know, you don't think about it until you're done because you're trying to get players, you're trying to get people on the air because it's all fluid and yep. you're just trying, they're all running around and they're happy and they're getting ready to accept the, the NFC trophy, you know, all these other things. It's a lot of moving parts. It's fun because you're in the middle of it. Uh, and then you get to appreciate it. Like the Super Bowl was a lot of work. Uh, down there, and there were so many things to watch, and uh, there's so many moments that I remember. And then after the game, you just uh, you do what you do, and you interview people, and you grab yeah. people, and you, you just. And then when you walk away from it, then you realize, man, that was unbelievable. Right. Uh, so, what a rush! What a rush! Yeah, right? Right? Yeah. And, and you know, it was interesting year for me i got my leg broken on the sideline but i didn't tell anybody so i worked five games with a broken leg oh my god um, well yeah i just it was a fibula so it's a nine weight bearing bone you should have i should have worn a boot but i said i can't be on the sidelines with a boot so oh I said, okay, why didn't you careful. tell anybody man you why didn't you tell because you could have gotten they, they probably wouldn't have let me on the sidelines oh okay okay yeah you I know you, you. you got to be able to get out of the way so, no, that's, so I that's, just experienced a little, a little pain. Yeah. You just sucked it up, and who would have known it? That would have worked right through the Super Bowl with a broken leg. So it's all, it's oh all good. Oh, that's amazing! Good. How'd you do it? Yeah. How'd you break your leg, man? Uh, uh, there was I forget the defensive back's name. Tackled Tory Smith way out of bounds Christmas oh. night that year, and I thought I was out of the way. And then Tory Smith relaxed too because he thought he was way out of bounds. No penalty wouldn't have done me any good. And he leg whipped me. And I went down, oh, kind of lost consciousness for a split second. And I was in pain, but I gathered myself. I couldn't even walk to my car. I had to get a, a cart to take me out to my car. I was in so much pain. So, but I thought it was just a bruise. And then oh, 10 man. days later, there was, no, there was no bruise. So I talked to one of the doctors who also worked the Sixers. He took me in to get an x-ray as oh, the nice. Sixers went out on the court. And he says, your fibula is broken all the way through. Oh, I Jesus. says, oh, really? So, but it wasn't displaced. So I didn't need surgery. Uh, I didn't need a cast. They told me that I should wear a boot. So I can't work the game with a boot. They said, just be careful. So it took wow. about nine weeks to heal. So that's oh all right. God. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's just all right. so. So I got leg whipped during a game, and it, it broke my leg. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's all. I didn't. Hey, man, that's a bad. That's a badge of uh, courage, right there, man. Uh, you got. You were injured on the job. People don't think we can get, get physical in this business. It does. Well, I can't believe it. And that guy was tackled so far out of bounds. I thought I was way out of the way. But whatever. <laughs> uh, it happens, uh, man. It does. Yeah. No. Yes, it does. Well, so you're an ins good. you're inspiration to the entire sideline reporter community, Howard, for, oh, yeah. <laughs> for, okay. for, for, for pulling that off, man. Yeah, well, you know, people in this town bust my balls for getting that Super Bowl ring. And I said, wait a minute, the broadcast teams of every sport of every team get a ring. And, you know, oh, what are you doing with a ring? You know what? I didn't ask for it. They were kind enough to include me, uh, and our producer of the broadcast also got one too. So, you know, so I got to take—I'm the only one that takes heat for it. But yeah, whatever. 
You Howard, know, so. you and I, as if it's not already happening, we're we're about to become best friends because I also I received so in 2016 I did pre and post with the Cubs and I traveled with the team the whole the whole right. shlebang. And guess who got a Cubs World Series ring? Yep. Me. I got one. And and there's a lot of people at the score who are very, very jealous and bitter towards me. And they bring it up when yeah. it, on the air, on the air, Danny Parkins, when you know this what? ring is flashed about. Yeah, well, I don't wear it all the time now, but I wear it to functions. And I, you know, I don't think I'm going to wear it during the game, but I have cufflinks that I got from Jostens. You were allowed to purchase them if you got the ring. So I always wear a suit and tie and a cufflink shirt. So I'll have the uh, Super Bowl cufflinks <laughs> on. Uh, oh, that's awesome, game. dude. That's so, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, whatever. That's beautiful. Whatever. That's, beautiful. Just, that's beautiful. It's pretty cool, though, isn't it, man? I mean, that that yeah. is – I do appreciate having a Cubs World Series ring, and I'm sure you appreciate yeah. it. I guess 2018, I guess it would be technically, right? Super Bowl champs, yeah. Eagles, yeah. 2018. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. Who are you picking? You got a pick for this game? Do you, have you, yeah, have you I, unveiled I like it? No, okay. I, I, yeah, I like the Eagles, not because I'm in Philadelphia. I just think Kansas City has not won games the way they used to win games. They won them, but it seems like they don't struggle, but it's not as – as easy. Their wide receivers aren't as good. Patrick Mahomes, I don't care. He's not, whether he's hurt or not, he's still going to be, he's still a good quarterback. Just don't turn the ball over. And if the Eagles don't turn the ball over, there's no way they lose the game. And they're pretty good with ball security for the most part, most of the games. Uh, I just like the Eagles. I just think they're a little bit better team. And it's, uh, it's a better story than Kansas City winning a Super Bowl. Uh, So I look at it that way. way. Why do you think it's a better story? Well, because, you know, the Eagles won a Super Bowl, but the team, there's only like four guys on the team from that. But Kansas City still has Mahomes, still have Kelsey. Andy Reid, I think, is the best coach in the NFL. He's, in my mind, clearly better than Bill Belichick because uh, (laughs) Belichick just doesn't win without Tom Brady. That's Uh, true. So it's it's, it's a great, the former coach of the Eagles – it's a it's a better story if the Eagles beat their former coach. Yeah, Not that it, yeah. It, there's just a little bit of pizzazz to it. There's a little bit of pizzazz. Where where, where does so. I, I keep I keep holding out here for one more question? But I will ask one more question. What where where is Andy Reid in the hearts and history of Eagles fans? Uh, it's up and down. It's up and down. You know, it, it's just the fact that. He never won a Super Bowl. People hold it against him. They forget that he got the five conference championship games. You know, that's not chopped liver. Uh, so uh, it's up and down because Andy didn't, Andy really has a, Andy has a really good personality, but he never showed it. I asked him one time, I said, once in a while, you got to say something in a news conference. I said, he says, well, he played under, um, uh, who was the coach of BYU? Uh, Lavelle Edwards. Mm-hmm. He played under Lavelle Edwards, and Lavelle Edwards did the same thing. So he followed that lead. Uh, Lavelle okay. Edwards never really said anything. Yeah, but Andy yeah. Reid is funny, and he's got a great personality. Right. Uh, and I know it because I got to know him, and I haven't texted him in a few weeks for obvious reasons. And after it's all over, I'll, you know, I'll get in touch with him. But um, So it, it's just uh, – and they don't like him because Nick Sirianni is the opposite. His personality is, uh. is great. Yeah. yeah. So, and people rip him for that. You know, so what? And what do we want? The same stale sound bites from coaches? <laughs> right. It's, it's, we, des- it's we deserve it's we deserve better. I got one yeah. question, one question for you. It's a quiz question. Who's the head coach of the Chicago Bears, Howard? I don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> How's that for an answer? That's, that's, no, that's a way not to answer the question. Fair, fair <laughs> enough. It's a, tell tell the world it's Matt Eberflus, though, Howard. Tell the world Matt Eberflus. You know what? What a wonderful guy he is. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here, man. All right. Howard, you're the best, you man. Thank later. you so much for coming on, man. Take care. That no is, yep, yep. That is the Howard Eskin. It's only the second time I've talked to Howard, but I remembered liking talking to him a couple of years ago. I think you could show that Chris Emma and I had done, and I was remember thinking, oh man, this is 
this is like Robber Philadelphia. I mean, like, the, the, even taking the shots at Chicago, that's the Philadelphia, my ass, their sandwiches blow. That's what Les would have done. And I feel like if I had entertained it, Howard would have continued to take shots at Chicago, like unnecessary. And sometimes I feel like we live in such a great city in Chicago that I don't, I, you know, I know I, Chicago is a way better city than Philadelphia. You know what I mean? Like they're winning, they're winners right now, and their fans are fun and they're crazy. Chicago's a better city than Philadelphia. It just is, you know. But I didn't, it, it, I didn't feel the need. I didn't feel that was the. The, the the air of the conversation like that was not where things it was unnecessary for me to pull the gun off of my holster in that case so i yeah i took it for what it was howard took his little shots at chicago um so he, he is always a pleasure to have on yeah i turned on i i always love doing that i mean the best place to go oftentimes for teams that win titles it's not watching jim nance necessarily give out the the trophies and all of that kind of stuff. Sometimes you just go to you get on the Odyssey app and you'd go to whatever city it is, find out what their sports radio station is and then listen to them celebrate cuz it's fun. I mean, and that that's where you're going to get as you know from listening to the score, the place where you get by far the most genuine emotions out of people, hosts and listeners and callers and texters is by far the score and sports radio. That's that's where that's the beauty of sports radio in a lot of ways. So yeah, I turned on Howard and listened to him do his thing and yeah, that's it's a blast, man. And he's right. He I've I've been a part of uh, several of those going back to the the White Sox when they won they traveled with the White Sox for their a lot of people think that I'm just a Cubs guy. No, I I actually covered every inch of the the White Sox run back in 2005 um and then getting to I mean that was like a first time I had done really anything like that where the Sox win the World Series and then you're a reporter and you are free to go on the field and do whatever you want talk to whomever you want there's no plan for it and it's a blast because everybody's happy and everybody wants to talk. And then, you know, you're just sitting there doing your thing and Steve Perry comes up to you and you interview him. And so you remember Steve Perry was part of that for the White Sox. So um, that kind of stuff is a blast. Unfortunately, the only year that I felt anything like that with the Bears was 2018. And it was after the Bears had won that final regular season game against the Green Bay Packers to win the division, and there was some of that down on the field, but not nearly to the extent of even just winning a playoff game. So it's always pretty cool to do that. And Howard Eskin is—he's uh, an original, so it was great to great to have him on. Great to hear from him. I'd love to hear from you. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven is uh, my phone number. If you want to call and talk or text, three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. Josh Schrock will talk Bears with us coming up at seven twenty, and I got more for you coming up next on Chicago Sports Radio six seventy. The score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back live with more Mark Grody on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. What's up? 312-644-6767 is the number. I want to go to the phones. Tyler, did you say, did you have a name for me? I know you said there's somebody there that would like to talk. I didn't hear the name. Yes, we have uh, Ken from Elk Grove. Oh, Ken from Elk Grove. What's up, Ken? Not much, Mark. It was very nice to meet you at the uh, the party for your 30th anniversary with the score. Oh thank yeah, you for thank coming you. Coming in out of the lobby. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, I appreciated now, you being there and everybody being there for that matter. No problem. Hey, what would stop the Bears from trading the first pick down to the fourth pick, and then trading the fourth pick, we'll say down to the sixth or seventh, to load up with a boatload of picks? Ooh, just Is keep going, rules? right? 
No, there's no, no, they can, they can, they can play whatever game they want. I mean, you know, that, that can't, that can be a very dangerous game, but yeah, I mean, it, it, who knows where it would go. And I, I, I haven't thought about that. Like, and you're talking about the, the Colts pick at number four and then trading down again. But I do like, as I was saying earlier, I want to see the bears be as creative as possible. Surprise me. You know what I'm saying? Mark, one other thing. They draft tight ends every year. And then this draft, they're going to say, well, we need a tight end. We need this. We need that. Can't they ever develop any players? Are you talking about tight ends specifically? Or like on the practice squad guys. Every year we get guys that are 6'8", 6'7", and, you know, built, you know, oh, they got all this promise, all this promise, and we never see the promise escalate to the field. Right, right. And I hear what you're saying, man. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it, Ken. You know, the, the the tight end prospect that they have and one of the only guys that Ryan Poles would single out as somebody who they look at as a blue chipper is Cole Komet, who did have a good season, a promising season, I would say. I don't think he's there yet. I don't know that he's not in that list of, you know, top five tight ends yet, clearly. He's still got a ways to go in that regard. But if you do want to talk about development within the organization, and although he was drafted in 2020 by Ryan Pace, but you know th- that has been a guy who has developed nicely. You have to say that Jalen Johnson has developed nicely from another from a previous regime. I don't know if any of the other guys in that 2020 draft have really um, developed. Actually, you look at Travis Gibson, fifth rounder, kind of gone down the tubes a little bit. Kendall Vildor had a nice resurgence this year, but man, being hurt at the end of the year really hurt him I think as well in terms of the Bears having their eyes open and really having his career revived after a bad year the previous year but Vildor was better but I don't I think we've probably seen his ceiling which is fine you know he's going to be a good NFL player for a long time Darnell Mooney obviously a good example of a player that has developed well from that 2020 draft and then my guys my guys Arlington Hambright and Pig Simmons, Lechavius, my guys. I mean, who knows? They're always kind of on the roster and then not on the roster and then on the sideline and then not on. As a matter of fact, I couldn't even tell you their statuses right now if they're even with the Bears because if they're not, they'll probably be back. Like, I was, oh, transaction. The Bears have put a futures bid in on Lechavius, Pig Simmons. Okay. Um, and then wh- while we're on it, the you know the 2021 draft just because we're doing it the, Justin Fields we know that he has been a player that has developed and developed nicely this year uh Tevin Jenkins man the the he was a second round pick in 2021 and it has been a ride with that guy hasn't it man um i don't even know what to say at this point like putting everything in, to capsulize what this guy's career has been in just two years in the league. Man, highly thought of. Expected to be the Bears' starting left tackle, so much so that they let old man Charles Leno go. He's coming in, and he's Ryan Pace's guy, and he's the, the plan is, is that he will eventually be the left ta- Back injury season just completely destroyed. Beginning of this year with a brand-new regime, have no idea what's going on with him. There's trade rumors in regards to him. He's not practicing. We don't exactly know why. And so we're all left to speculate about all sorts of different things. And then fast-forwarding, things get better. Tevin Jenkins talks. The team seems to be cool. There's not a lot of chatter about it anymore. And then Tevin Jenkins, somewhere along the line, becomes your starting guard and maybe your best offensive lineman. So I I don't know if I capsulize that well or not, but that's the that's the story of Tevin Jenkins. Unfortunately, Larry Borum, the I don't feel good about Larry Borum with this regime anymore. And again, guy who was did have injuries last year, but they were much more comfortable going with an old man 
at at right tackle towards the end of the season, and then they were interested in continuing to develop Larry Borum. So I don't feel good about as nice of a start as he had with the Bears. With you know, with his you know, in twenty twenty one, I thought he looked promising. I don't feel like he is as promising under this regime anymore. Um, who else was in that draft? Khalil Herbert, obviously, has been a good story. Sixth round pick. Daz Newsom, goner. Uh, Thomas Graham Jr. Oh, we almost had it last year with Thomas Graham Jr. At the end of last year, man, he was looking good. He, he finally gave him a chance, and he comported himself very well. And then nowhere to be found on this roster. Kyrus Tonga, not on this roster. And I think did Tonga go to Minnesota? I think I think it's possible that he did. But yeah, so those are the those are the guys right there from the previous regimes. Now you look at this year's draft and what the Bears did, and you know I got thumbs up on Kyler Gordon and Jaquan Brisker with plenty of room to grow. Valus Jones Jr. What he did at the end of the season, like he kind of put it together very very quietly. I know the lights were off and they were the midst of the ten game losing streak. So really, how much do you put into it? But I did see a guy in Valus Jones Jr. who finally I would watch and be like, okay, I see what they were talking about in terms of this guy potentially being a really good player for this team and why you would take him in the third round. Started to see it. Got a ways to go, man. Uh, and I don't know if they'll ever trust him on punt returns again, but we did see him be good in, in kick returns and finally start to be good in the offense. More bad than good, but it did start to occur towards the end, and that's you know that's development. Uh, Dominic Robinson got a long way to go. Uh, Doug Kramer was hurt. Jatiri Carter, we finally saw him get in a little bit at the very end. So you know, jury's still out on him. Trenton Gill, nice punter. Elijah Hicks, he's he's had he's had a up and down season. The the seventh rounder out of Cal, safety. Um, has his nice moments on special teams, got exposed a little bit once he started playing defense as well. So, yeah, so that that's where, you know, you think about all those names and the idea of development, and I give you my capsules again, and you can think about those guys too and how many guys actually make it and actually do develop within an organization. So uh, 312-644-6767. Um, a, a question from the 815 in regards to Braxton Jones. I will address that coming up next. And we will talk to uh, Josh Schrock of NBC Sports Chicago. We'll talk more Bears with him. I got a lot on the dock. And Michael Jordan, I see his name flashing across my screen. Tony Romo is somebody, is a person of interest to me tonight as well. And then always you and always Bears. 312-644-6767. It's Mark Grody on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. <laughs> 